You've been trying for half an hour to get your little bundle of joy to be a bundle of sleep, but so far nothing's worked. You tried the binky, you tried the blanky, you even made Mr. Fluffy do the fluffy woofy dance. Alas, your tiny miracle has a very large pair of lungs, but you have an Amazon Echo, so you call for backup. Alexa, call mom. Calling mom. And just like that, grandma to the rescue. Hi, baby. Grandma's here. Alexa, thanks. Anytime. I have no idea if I'm going to get in trouble for this song. I think I can play this. I think. I think I... Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man. I don't know if I can play this song. <laughs> okay, I better stop before I get in trouble by the copyright police. What's up, everybody? This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Wow. So, that was... I'm playing YouTube music. I, um... <laughs> I got access to it yesterday, and it's freaking awesome. I love it. I, it's got this amazing mix of songs, and I don't know if I have the permission to play it. Because, you know, Facebook and YouTube don't exactly collaborate that well. But, man, I highly recommend YouTube Music. It's a new station. It's like Pandora and all that stuff. Absolutely terrific. Like I said, this is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Hope you guys are doing well this morning. We are being heard on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on TuneIn. I know, wait, there's something else too. iTunes, iHeartRadio, golly, yeah. Anyway, good morning everybody. And of course, good morning Facebook, good morning YouTube. Good to see you guys. Um, I uh, just got done throwing up like 30 minutes ago. And um, <laughs> it's like... I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, it's it's been one of those mornings already, but I'm really happy to be here. We have an amazing guest today. Um, I think she's in the Philippines. Hi, Heidi. Hi, John. What's up, man? How you guys doing? And uh, Heidi, I met in, in woman. What's up, woman? How are you? Uh, good to see you this morning. Uh, so today, today we, Emmy, that's how you say her name. She is a best-selling author, a number one best-selling author, speaker, life, and leadership coach. And founder of the Payment Code. I think I said that right. Is that right? Shake your head. Is it right? No? Pommy? Okay, I'm going to have to let you tell me when you get on here. Actually, why don't you just hop on now? Why don't you hop on? I'm going to read the I'm going to read the intro with you on here and you tell me how if I'm wrong. Okay. So, she's characterized a a, a chartered or charactered. You're a character psychologist. With over 18 years of experience in research, health promotion, and community development, you've completed your BA from the University of the Philippines with her MSc. All of these PSCs, PhDs, you're way too smart to be on the show. I I'm like, this is too much. You sit on the board of the editorial board of several psychology journals, and you're an avid supporter of organizations that promote literacy, God, I need help with that, human rights, and social justice. In particular, you've led and supported projects that aim to promote the well-being of migrant and ethnic minority groups, children and young people, older adults, people with learning disabilities, caregivers, nurses, LGBT groups, and indigenous communities. My God, how do you have time for all this? It's 
part of my job. It's part of your job? Yeah. So where are you where are you at right now? So, do you have half of a head? I'm sorry, what? Your, your camera's cutting off your head. Oh, right. Okay, shall I move back? Is that better? Well, we just want to see you. Hello. <laughs> you got half... Can you can, yeah, we can see you better now. It looked like you had half of a head. I'm like, how are you doing all that with half a head? That. <laughs> so, for, first things first, what are you grateful for this morning? I'm doing my best. Sometimes I get a little grumpy, but that's okay. I I still I still try to be gratitude <laughs> grateful anyway. So you had something in particular that you wanted to talk about. Uh, good morning, Rich. Good to see you, my man. Um, and if, oh, hold on, really quick. So podcast and radio audience, you're welcome to come over and join us over at Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude on Facebook. That's where we're being seen right now. Um, so anyway, and we have an amazing guest. It's Emmy, correct? That's correct. All right, wonderful. I'm just making sure because uh, my my reading ability right now is a little off. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. So you did have a particular subject that you wanted to talk about. What was that? Well, that's correct. Because I actually um, recently wrote a, a book on imposter syndrome remedy. Now, a lot of people have heard of imposter syndrome before, but they're not really sure um, what it is about. Um, have you heard of the term before, Josh? Yeah, I think, I, to be honest with you, I think I probably lived with imposter syndrome. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the subject. Well, you know, a lot of people experience this, you know, about 70% of, of um, working adults experience this. So it's not uncommon to, to experience imposter syndrome. But for those um, listeners who don't know what it is, um, it's basically um, a persistent feeling of self-doubt, incompetence, and inadequacy, despite um, evidence that shows otherwise. So it's possible that you have all the training, all the experience, all the qualifications in the world. You know, you're the best at what you do, but you just can't see that. You know, you still feel as if you're just faking it, even if, it, even if everybody's telling you, oh, you're awesome, you know, you're, you're doing a great job. But for you, it feels as if, uh, you know, they just can't see that I'm incompetent or, you know, I'm just lucky that, that they couldn't see that I'm just faking it. So for some people, this can be quite crippling because even if they achieve something, even if they are doing something amazing, they couldn't find the satisfaction because they feel that they're just fooling everyone. Does that make sense? It does make sense, for sure. So what's the solution for this? Well, okay, before, before we talk oh. about the solution, um, we'll, let, let me just give you um, two scenarios of how um, people react to imposter syndrome. <coughs> so I'll give you two cases. Let's call them Brian and Michelle, okay? 
So Brian is someone who feels self-doubt. He feels incompetent in what he does. And so to, um, to cover that up, he will actually just run away from, from responsibilities. He will avoid responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Because if he's not taking on responsibilities, then he wouldn't be exposed as a fraud. So either he procrastinates or he will run away because he, he doesn't want to be on the spotlight. Okay? So that's one way people react to imposter syndrome. On the other hand, let's say, for example, Michelle. Michelle also experiences imposter syndrome. But instead of procrastinating or running away from responsibilities, what Michelle would do is she would um, overwork. You know, she will overcompensate for her self-doubt. So she will work um, extremely long hours, extremely, um, you know, work extremely hard to, to get the job done because she's scared that if she doesn't, then people will find out that, that she's incompetent and that she doesn't know anything and she cannot do anything right. So she will overwork, overcompensate to the point that she might be neglecting her own health and well-being, that she might be neglecting her relationships and so on. So either way, if you are experiencing imposter syndrome, if you are the type of, you know, like Brian who procrastinates or the type like Michelle who overworks, either way, it's not really good for you. You know, it's not really good for your well-being. It's not good for your job satisfaction. Sometimes it impacts on your, on your relationships as well. And this is something that people need to recognize and, and see how, how imposter syndrome is, is impacting on, on their lives. I'm Michelle. Or I used to be Michelle. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I used to, but I'm I'm in a situation now, so I'm part of a. It's it, there's it's interesting trying to find the balance between what's too much. Good morning, Doctor Garcia. Good to see you. Um, so I have officially a ton on my plate. So I'm I'm part of a leadership academy, a leadership emotional intelligence, and the further you get into the process, the more work you do. And the more you stretch your ability to, <laughs> like, you're like, okay, I don't have any more. And then you find a way to get more out of yourself. And then I took a C-level position temporarily with a, a company that I swear to you, I've never been so busy in my life with just that job. But then managing a community service project and, 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 and being in this leadership program at the same time and still trying to manage a healthy home life. And it's a lot. And I don't, I'm not doing that for my self-worth now, but there's like, there's, I'm finding myself having to go, okay, so what do I pay attention to right now? Because I'm needed in all places, but I, I completely resonate with the idea of imposter syndrome and just working. I would work to escape reality. I would work not only to like, I, I would work and use this to wear my, to, 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 it was kind of my mask, not kind of, it was my mask, like the obsessive working, the nonstop working. I'm always working. I'm always, that, that was something that I used to hide who I really was at the time. So that's how I relate to imposter syndrome, but I was also hiding how freaking, you know, broken I was and, and just, just so emotionally unavailable. For, for myself, for my family, for my kids, for my wives at the time. Yeah, so I, I relate to this this issue completely. How are you now? Are you able to cope with it now? 
Well, I don't, I've dealt with it, but now what it is for me is I'm managing a lot of different projects, but I'm doing it with, with integrity. But that's a challenge even in itself, because I do find myself going, God, I'm running on fumes. I mean, I'm tired. And everybody, and for the, for the, for the record, everybody in this program is tired by now. Like we're all tired. We all have careers and we all have passions and we all have brands and we all have all of this stuff that we want to do in the world. So we're all kind of in the same place. I mean, this, the reason mm-hmm. I puked this morning was because of stress. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's literally what it was because I have not had this much on my plate ever in trying to do that in, in, in keep sanity and keep, keep where my values are still in the line, where I'm still keeping my relationship with God first. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a weird jungle, a juggling act. It really, really is. Uh, hi, Cheryl. Thank you for joining. And, and yeah, don't watch the screen. Listen, but don't drive. <laughs> or don't, don't look at the screen and drive, please. All right, so what were you going to say, Emmy? on all these responsibilities you're not afraid of risk you're not afraid to to offer value to the people you want to serve but at the same time there's this risk of you getting burned out and and that's the problem with with the michelles you know with um those who experience imposter syndrome and react to imposter syndrome in this way they get burned out they don't know their limits um and 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 in terms of managing it you need to understand your purpose, first of all. That's why I have the PAM code. PAM is actually uh, a Greek word that means let's go together. Because if you go with someone in your journey, you have someone to to keep you accountable and, and to, to share your successes, celebrate your successes, cel- you know, um, share your struggles with you. Um, so, you know, you need to have that other person or whether it's a support group, whatever, but, you know, have someone to keep an eye on you and make sure that, you know, you're also taking care of yourself because chances are you will you will burn yourself out. And a lot of people who, who have imposter syndrome who tend to overwork, they don't even realize that they are getting burned out and they only find out when it's, you know, when they're down and, you know, they're, they're sick, you know, because they've used up all their energy. Yeah. Uh, oh, and, and adrenal fatigue is a real thing, too. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah. That's the, over the course of my... Good morning, babe. Over the course... Sorry, my daughter just walked in. Over the course of my, my history, though, like, I always run... I, I force myself to run on fumes. Like, that's where I've always been. And I'm fortunate that that's not the case as much anymore. Um, but I do... More, I mean, I eat better. I would make sure to get plenty of sleep. But it, it can still, you can push yourself. But what? how do you find the balance of going, you know, hard work is good. I mean, hard work is a good thing, but how do you know when it's too much? Like, how are you supposed to know when it's too much? Well, actually, this is, this is the thing when, you know, when we talk about the PAMI code. The PAMI code refers to purpose, action, momentum, and energy. So that simply means that you need to know your purpose. You know, when, when you do something, you know your purpose, you back it up with action, you maintain your momentum, and you also try to maintain the energy. And as far as, um, as, far as uh, imposter syndrome is concerned, it's about recognizing, um, recognizing 
your limits, recognizing also the value of your contributions, and celebrating um, your wins. You know, I, one of the strategies that I talk about in my book is keeping a catalog of wins. So when you do um, small things and you achieve small successes, you celebrate. You, you know, you cherish the moment. So you have all these little breaks in between. So you don't just keep stretching yourself out. If that makes sense. It does make sense, but celebrating is not something I have an issue with. <laughs> it's something that I I heard somebody I heard someone the other day. I went to a speech. Say, um, I, they went to a speech. Uh, I'm sorry, they were a speaking event, and they said you shouldn't celebrate small things. And I'm like, are you freaking crazy? Like, because the big things may never come <laughs> if you don't learn to appreciate the small things. This guy wasn't a scientist, I promise you. So what what made you curious about g- getting into this? I mean, this is a, I've not heard anyone take on imposter syndrome before. Um, it's a very real thing, but you've kind of you've made it a point to really study this and understand what it's all about. What what in your life led you to this study? It's just that I've seen it over and over again. Um, I think I've mentioned 
psychologist in my day job. And I've seen a lot of community leaders, community advocates who are doing fantastic work on the ground. You know, I've seen my students also you know, do amazing things. And yet they still feel as if they're not good enough or you know, they feel as if they haven't done enough um, to, to own their success or if they achieve something, they, they, they downplay it, if that makes sense. Right. Or, you know, I've seen, I've seen community leaders who play it safe because they are afraid that if they try to take some risks, that they will be exposed as incompetent frauds. <laughs> you know, for me, it's, you know, it's a shame. You know, if, if people actually believe and, you know, value and know their worth, then, you know, we can all flourish and, and, and go in this journey together. So that's, that's really what, what motivated me. Apart from the fact that I actually do um, experience imposter syndrome myself, you know, um, which is quite ironic because it's someone who's writing about imposter syndrome and still feel imposter syndrome from time to time. But it's really just trying to help those who, shall we say, feel crippled by, you know, this, this self-doubt that sometimes they don't, they don't move out of their comfort zone and they're restricting themselves from from achieving um, their fullest potential. And you see this in the community time and time again. It's, it's a shame, you know, to waste all that, that value and talent that's, that's already there. My limiting beliefs came from nothing being at least verbalized as a child. Nothing was good enough. Um, yeah. I could win a golf tournament or, you know, play an exceptional game, uh, you know, in football or whatever sport I was playing. And I would always, the feedback I would get was, you could have done better or why didn't you do this? And I'm like, but I won, you know, and I, so in my brain, I was, it was nothing was ever good enough. Nothing I could do. Now, the, in, the, in fairness, that, that obviously was my limiting beliefs and made me feel like I wasn't good enough, but it also is the thing that has motivated and given me this internal fire where I don't need anyone to motivate me. I don't need to watch a motivational video to get motivated. I don't need, I don't need somebody to tell me anything because I'm very self-motivated. But the other problem with that is that I, when I do have the limiting beliefs, no one can tell me that I'm good enough and me listen to them. You're taking notes. Oh, crap, I'm being psychoanalyzed right now. Um, but, oh, God, I don't know if I like this right now. Um, but I, it is important to know that I've been able to break through that, and that's been very, very important. So I still have that internal fire, and I'm able to receive feedback that I'm good enough or that I did a good job or I should be proud I just don't sit in it because there is, I do, the one part I would admit that I do fear getting comfortable. Mm -hmm. I like that, having that edge. I like knowing that I've got to get up and hustle or I'm not going to make it, you know, or I'm not going to succeed. And I have a big, big vision that it's going to take a huge internal fire. But I also learned how important, how important it is to work with other people and to collaborate and, and for us all to rise together because a billion dollar company doesn't become a billion dollar company by one guy or one woman. It, 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 it's collectively a group of people that are able to rise above. That's how you become a billion dollar company. 
or if you have a big global mission, you don't do it alone. You work together. Mm-hmm. And, 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 so, and, and you create an environment where everybody wins and then you can accomplish those things. So, and then, but to do that, you have to remove the ego. Yes, it, absolutely. it is this game that we play. We it's like every day that we live, we play a game of chess with ourselves and with other people, and with just life, like what life throws at us, like different moves, and it's 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 a fun fun balancing act trying to get it all figured out. <laughs> it's it it is. Uh, but I'm you know, but that's the that's the best thing about being a human is that. You know, you get to you get to grow. You and every day that you step towards your purpose, and and you stretch yourself, you get to see miracles. You get to find the right people just come into your life, and you're able to keep moving forward. And that's what's special about it. And at the same time, as long as you're attempting to grow every day, you know you're going to discover new things that need to get that that need to be worked on. But that's mm-hmm. life. That's part of the fun, I think. Yes, absolutely. You actually. A lot of um, good points there and, and resonates very well with what we stand for in the family code. You know, this thing about going together, um, you know, that you are a human being, but you don't live alone in this world. No. Um, one way or another, we are all interconnected and we must find a way to, to collaborate and work well together. Um, and also, you, you mentioned um, things about. Um, you know your early childhood messages, and what I like about about what you've said is that even if um, people have told you, "Oh, it's not good enough," and so on and so forth, instead of just internalizing that, you actually <clears throat> use it to your benefit. You know, to to enable you to push yourself and and, and to grow. And I've actually um, talked a lot about this in my book. You know, the importance of having a growth mindset um, for for those who actually get stuck in the imposter syndrome cycle, you know, when you feel imposter syndrome and you get stuck in it, it's usually for those people who have a fixed uh, mindset that, you know, if they fail, that's it. There's no room for growth. Um, or if they if they are not good at something or if they are not good enough at something, then that's it. You know, they, they are limited by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're stuck in, in that sense. Whereas in your case, I can, I can really sense that you have a growth mindset because even with all these barriers, even with all these messages that some people tell you is not good enough and, and so on and so forth, you actually take that to your advantage, you know, to, to let that drive you forward. And, and, you know, it's an opportunity to grow and learn and better yourself. And that's how you escape the imposter syndrome cycle. Because even if you have that self-doubt, even if you you have this nagging um, thoughts that you're, you're never going to be good enough, and you say, well, guess what? I'm not perfect. Um, I'm a work in progress, I'll mm-hmm. keep growing, I'll keep learning, I'll keep talking and connecting with people and I'll learn with them. And this is how we grow and, and this is how we can remedy imposter syndrome. You know, you don't just isolate and, you know, think that you're not good enough. You can grow and you can continue to learn and continue to, de- to develop in the process. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So what's next for you? What are you working on now? What are you working on behind the scenes? on how they can uh, make change happen in their lives. 
um, using psychological um, theories and, and applied psychological techniques, obviously, because that's my that's my background. And the second book, which is now what I'm talking about, is Imposter Syndrome. It's when they have self-doubt, how do you overcome that self-doubt? And the third book is moving after that. It's, it's how do you do action, you know, how do you take action? How do you maintain the momentum? If you feel the fear, how do you take action in the first place? How do you keep yourself moving forward? Um, and, and keep the momentum. So, so that's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, you know, especially in this day and age where, when you know where you're, yeah, the world is so full of distractions, how do you just keep your focus? You know, just to remember and ground yourself in your purpose. How do you take action and just keep going regardless of all the the, the distractions around you? So, that's going to be book three, and and hopefully I'll I'll be able to release it um, in July or August. Wonderful. Well, I would love to have you back on the show. Um, there's so many areas that we can go, and you're you're. Ju- I mean, you're just freaking genius. Um, I, I I really loved visiting with you. We have to do this again, um, and go a little I thoroughly bit. Enjoyed it, Josh. Say again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, good. Well, and I mean it when I say I don't invite everybody back, and I would I would definitely love to have you back on because there's still half of your bio to go through <laughs> so i um i'm very grateful for you and listen for coming on the show today i'm going to give you a giraffe a giraffe yes uh, yeah and you cannot sell it and you cannot give it away what are you going to do with awesome. it awesome <laughs> no thank you very much for having me josh and I'd, I'd love to be back here maybe in july or in august and you know, have another chat. Um, wonderful. You know, on gratitude and so on. Emmy, thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Man, she's smart. I, this conversation could have gone on forever. Lonnie, what'd you think? Are you okay? My my daughter's here, and she looks like she's sick. You're sick. Oh man, she doesn't sound very good. Um, well, guys, listen. <laughs> Thanks for joining. Um, I want to encourage you guys today to reach out to someone you haven't talked to in a while and tell them that you're grateful for them. Tell, if you have some amends to be made, make them. Life is too freaking short. Life is too short to wait being resentful and holding grudges towards people. Just get rid of that now. All right, guys. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, iHeartRadio. iTunes, everybody, thank you so much for your support. You guys have a blessed day, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye. It's laundry day, and even though you know there are no zombies in your basement, because you're an adult and zombies are not real, you still can't bring yourself to turn the light off before you go up the stairs due to the creepy hand that will not grab your ankle because, again, zombies are not real. Plus, you have an Amazon Echo, so you wait till you get safely to the top of the stairs and say... Alexa, turn off the basement light. And the basement light goes off, and you continue upstairs alive. Alexa, lock the door. Okay. Thank you.